Folks, welcome back to the Trap Jaw. Randy is up in North Carolina at the U.S. Senior Amateur, uh, which is hilarious. Just the big guy wandering around out there. I'm looking forward. You guys going to do a full debrief? This is DJ, by the way. You guys going to do a full debrief on that next week? I think so. I'd, yeah, I'd would love lo- to. Would love to hear that. I want to know what he got into up yeah. there. Um, but pleased again, uh, Trap Jaw sponsored, presented by King Made Jerky. Um, appreciate their sponsorship of of some of our more bespoke content our, our craft content exactly yeah exactly um but yeah really pleased got a great guest today uh max Holman calling in from his bachelor party we had no plans uh to do a podcast that's why you're stuck with me instead of randy uh we had no plans to do a trap draw this week and max was blowing up our phone while we were in colorado <laughs> like yo we have to talk we have to talk about victoria national we have this this golf course is like it's all i'm thinking about like, please let me come on and, and just talk about this golf course. So, you know, who are we to to deny a dream like that? Victimizer National. Victimizer National. So without further ado, here's here's our conversation with Max. Max is the spot for that track draw. Welcome back to the Trap Drop Podcast. We got a special one today in honor of one of the biggest tournaments of the year, in my opinion, the Corn Ferry Finals uh, finale. I think in partnership with United Leasing Company. Listen, listen. shout out to United Leasing. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Um, Tron here. We got DJ and special guest Max Homa, who actually requested that we record a pod in uh, in kind of to put the spotlight on the corn fairy finals so max welcome in man what's up boys yeah i think i'm having a little bit too much too much downtime i'm starting to think about content (laughs) 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 that's my calling but yeah i wanted to chat about this course because i just don't think that it you know obviously i'm all for the 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 corn fairy tour getting a little bit more publicity in this tournament when it came on the schedule and i found out what course was going to be at i i became like nauseous at the time (laughs) and now it's exciting I think maybe the PJ Tour needs to add a few more events. You have too much downtime. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it is ridiculous that I have like a whole two weeks before I, I can play a golf tournament again. I mean, that's just way too much time. What are you doing to, to kill time? To kill time, um, I watch a lot of TV. not going to lie. Uh, what are you this week I'm up. Man. So I, I was, well, I watched Hard Knocks. I started binging uh, this like old hard knocks adjacent show called all or nothing that follows like the panthers or something and then uh i've been watching that free meek uh the meek mill documentary you guys seen that is it good <laughs> this is what i do dude it's amazing that judge is so so bad are you are you uh, as disappointed with hard knocks this season yeah i am Derek it's been Hart's so weird, fluffy and a little much for me but it's just like all the interesting stuff, like the Antonio Brown storyline. They haven't, like, they haven't broken any new ground on it. It's just, it's yeah. I feel all like they like, can't talk about it or something because they exactly. really didn't like go into it. Plus, it's like pretty obvious they're trying to cater to to AB. But it, it's just like a dud, dud of a year. I know, I know. It's, especially after last year's Browns 
Yeah, wow, I mean that was, that was that's so too good. good. You get Baker getting drafted. I mean that's so good. And you got yeah, Hugh just <laughs> pissing everybody off. Yeah, I think last year it was too good. If golf was going to do a hard knocks, who should they follow? <laughs> I mean, uh, so hard knocks potentially has to be. It should be a web guy. I would assume. Right. Yeah. So that, that's uh, that's what I mean. Curtis, I'm so biased, but Curtis is Curtis needs to be on TV all the time. Curtis Luck. <laughs> yeah, Curtis Luck. Yeah, I agree. Shout out to the FedEx Cup. We we came up a little short. Hey, congratulations on your on your win, by the way. That was weird. I mean, that took a little while to get a congratulations. That wasn't <laughs> super classy of you, but I'll be classy <laughs> and not bring it up. Do you guys have a date or location picked out for the pizza party? Uh I don't know. We're flying so high right now we might just do it on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um well good stuff. Where are you where are you calling in from? Uh we are in Burlingame, San Francisco. Wow. How about that? Coastal Elite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not far from the uh, California Taurus Sauce uh, locations. Oh, nice. It, well, yeah. that's got to be pretty cool for you to be able to see some of that stuff in person. It is, it is cool, man. You know, as a young boy, I always wanted to play the golf course that I saw on YouTube, and <laughs> 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 we're getting to it. So what's your, uh, what's your fall schedule looking like? Uh, I'm going to do Napa, the Shriners, the one in Vegas, uh, and then the two Asia events uh, uh korean japan and then i'm playing the dunlop phoenix in sick. november yeah sick world so you're ranking playing, you're playing cj zozo and dunlop phoenix yeah that's like the illuminati that's tour awesome. <laughs> i know it's so cool i'm getting like faux uh hideki matsuyama twitter accounts asking me which japan events i'm playing <laughs> start feeling like a big deal over there what was the reasoning behind the Dunlop Phoenix other than it's it's sweet, but like, have you always wanted to play that event or what was the impetus? Uh, I have always wanted to play it. I heard it's super fun. Um, and yeah, it just was like a good, a good opportunity to, to go over there. I loved, like I've never been there, but Japan culture is like the goat culture. For sure. <laughs> They're like you nice. A- They're respectful. Like it's super off brand for America. <laughs> do they still do the, uh, the winner gets the the free cow or whatever the lifetime supply yeah, of Kobe yeah, beef. Yeah, lifetime supply. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. <laughs> I, I mean, Luke I don't, Donald give that to his caddy one. Yeah, year. exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's just to take it off his hands. <laughs> kind of scummy move. Are you uh, are you a huge beef guy? I mean, yeah, I'm a beef guy. Kind of average. I mean, I, I wouldn't buy a whole cow. <laughs> that's <laughs> where we're going. Are but, you yeah, like beef. are you concerned at all that? You're disrespecting the troops by skipping the Greenbrier? It's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, I don't feel great about it. Uh, but hey, um, you know, they they fight for my right to, <laughs> you know, choose my schedule. So I'm I'm honoring them in that in that light. Yeah. That's actually that's a pretty good flip. There's right also there. a, lot of, awesome. a lot of troops stationed over in over in, yeah in Okinawa and, over in Japan. Yeah, yeah exactly. so exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so how's your schedule different? Like, I mean, obviously you're you're playing the the Korea Japanese events this year. Uh, yeah, moving into the spring, like kind of the winter and spring, how differently is your is your schedule setting up, or have you even gotten that far yet? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so interesting because, like, it's just more, I guess there's a couple different ones that I could, I could sign up and and play instead. But uh, in general, it's just more knowing what I'm going to be in because, like, last year I Mondayed for Phoenix and Torrey Pines. Um, 
and like now I can be like, oh yeah, I'll play that event and I'll definitely be in. Like it's weird how like how important that is on your on your mental. Uh, but um, yeah, for the most part, I'll, I'll do the same step. I'm excited to know I'm in LA or the Riviera event because no, you know that one's that one's big for me. But um, for the most part, it's it'll be kind of the same stuff. Other than LA, any other ones that you're you're super stoked to? I mean, you got to be stoked to come back to Jacks. Hopefully, you missed the cut of the players. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah fingers, players, fingers crossed. If, if players will be sick. I hope the weather is just terrible. Uh, <laughs> we do, we we do too, man. Yeah, trust me. I know it's gotta be it's gotta be impossible, dude. Like I remember watching the old ones, thinking, man, this golf course. I mean, although it does look it looks hard regardless, but when DL uh, three that yeah when that he shot sixty four like that that's, so that's good. nasty. Well, hey, they, sh- they I, should probably just move it to August, like or yeah, you know, this would be a good week. September, <laughs> this would be a good week for it. Play it this week, right and there's no delays. Exactly. <laughs> Ken, Ken Duke, Ken Duke's out there shooting 64 this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> no, without even without even sweating. That was the craziest round ever. Jason that was the best one, round in like, the history of the PGA the Tour. Round of golf ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was 65. All oh, right, 65. 65. So, no, that's why I said he's shooting 64 today. It's bettering. There's a story about Morgan Hoffman that he shot. On a day at Southern Highlands when it was blown and the course was a rock in college, he shot 62 and like the next best score was like 69. <laughs> Jesus. And everybody's like, yeah, that's the best round of golf ever. But Ken, Ken might have clipped him. Uh, so let's go back to the Corn Ferry Finals last year because this kind of set up everything that we're talking about. Um, walk us through that, your mindset going into it. There were four finals events last year. Uh, RIP Cleveland. Um, yeah, R.I.P. My favorite one. I know that was a good one, man. Uh, great yeah. course, that was Canterbury, Canterbury, right? Yeah, yeah. The Dak yeah, Championship. Yeah, place was nice. Old school. Uh, yeah, you couldn't fake it around there. You had to, um, you had to hit the shots. But um, just walk us through where were you at leading into the finals, and kind of how did it start off for you? And all four weeks, just walk, just walk us through. Yeah, f- the finals are interesting to me. I've done them far too many times that I know both sides. When you come <laughs> off the PJ Tour you know, go down, you feel negative, like, because you've had a quote unquote bad year, but that bad year could be equal to someone's quote unquote good year on web, you know, at top, you know, 50th on the money list. Like you can't tell, but your head's in a terrible space. So when I got to go this past year, uh, I remember just being like ultra positive and like, oh, what what an opportunity, what a chance. Like I snuck my way even into it, but my game was like feeling better. You know, I just felt like super upbeat about it all and then obviously we had four events which i think is a lot easier just in the sense that like you know you every week even if you didn't play great it's like oh i got it you know i just have so much more opportunity to play like you know you legitimately need three good rounds and then one you hold together and you'll get your card um but i i played well the first one and knew my game was good and then canterbury sets up great for me so i knew you know it was i was in a good spot to do it um but the finals man in general are it's pretty crazy uh since you're in tournament mode, you just feel like you're kind of just keep doing your thing. And it's not like some big, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's not some big burden. But it, it's a lot like Q school in the sense that you can kind of just, you, you know, you, you can get hot and and kind of take advantage of, you know, the timing of your good play. Whereas obviously a year long thing, you know, one good week's not going to get you your card. So uh, it, it's tough, man. But uh, this year, like I said, I was excited about the Victoria National because that is like one of the craziest golf courses. It's like a video game. Um, and like I, I remember when they said it, I was just laughing because I was like, can you imagine 
playing these last three holes for your livelihood. Because I can remember how nervous I was, and you know, I wasn't hitting a seven iron to an island green. So, so you finished T twenty one in Columbus, T six in Cleveland. Did you know after that, like, was your card pretty much locked up after that, or did you? Yeah, need I, I the had seventh a good. I had a good idea. They pretty much told me that the number has always been X. Except that one year the hurricane came through uh, again, Jacksonville. Um, it's a tough yeah, week a to be in Jacksonville. Feeling. That might yeah, have been a good. That might have been a good idea. I, I was a little, I was a little bummed about moving the tournament away, but you know, in retrospect, <laughs> that might have been a good idea as we prepared to they, possibly they evacuate again. Figured it out. That'd have been the second year we had to evacuate from that yeah. tournament in like three years. If we're still here, this would be the. Th- Third of four years. Yeah, it's not, it's <laughs> not crazy. Good. Last year no, was very great. nice though. Yeah. Last year was beautiful. What a week to miss the cut. Thanks again to our sponsors, King Made Jerky. Gripping and ripping belongs on the golf course, uh, especially if you're Neil. That's right, but not when you're eating a bag of jerky. You don't want to be gripping and ripping. You want to just have uh, a nice, nice piece of jerky, nice low tender. sodium, low sugar. That's I think what King Made Jerky does. King Made is the official jerky and meat snack at the PGA Tour, and they get that tender consistency. How do they do that? Uh, using only the top quality ingredients, including premium grass-fed flank steak, which requires far less salt and sugar to deliver a nutritious, tenderful, and flavorful snack. So the backstory on King Made Jerky, we've said it a thousand times, but uh, Jeff King, caddy extraordinaire, he's been out there forever, was looking for a healthy snack to have in the bag while he's doing all these loops. Finally, couldn't was basically frustrated uh, with with the offerings, the the non-healthy jerkies, the sugary jerkies, uh, all the stuff you know we used to be addicted to, basically. And and we've kind of seen the light thanks to King Made Jerky. He basically started making this stuff out of his, I don't, not of his garage. That sounds dirty. Out of his kitchen, I would assume. Uh, but you know the the metaphor is out of his garage. Well, then I think he had to start making it out of his garage because there was too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was too much. And so it kind of took the uh, took the big tours by storm. You see it all over the ranges. You see it, you know, with all kinds of different people eating this stuff, fueling up for golf rounds. And uh, now it's it's becoming more widely available to uh, the common man, much like Toronto myself. Kingmadejerky dot com. Uh, go order. Just go order a bunch of it. I mean, it's it's absolutely delightful snack to have on the golf course. Are you guys taking this stuff on your strap trips? We haven't done one since you know the partnership, but I'm gonna uh, be looking for that because well, on Strapped we're allowed to bring our own snacks. You are, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. That's part of the planning ahead. It's like you know, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Well, you could just bring this. That's exactly Skip right. Oh, that's a really good idea. All right, Strapped indirectly brought to you by <laughs> King Made Jerky as well. Let's uh, let's get back, back to, to our back to our conversation with Mac. So, so what's your experience at Victoria National? How what's many times my what? Sorry, Victoria National. Oh, what's your yeah, experience? So How many times you played two it? Two or three times. I've missed the cut by one. I think twice or something. I love the golf course, but like, okay, I have like a, a beef with people who say it's the best course of the year on on the Corn Ferry Tour because it's like the best manicure and it's the prettiest. But like, it has some pretty suspect holes out there. But it's like <laughs> great. It's great, you know, especially for something like this. It's great for. Like, it'll be really interesting to watch. But, I mean, it's not my favorite golf course in the world. I love going there because it's freaking nice. Like, it is it is mint shape. But, I mean, the final five five holes are the hardest five holes I've played in a row, probably. And the final three by themselves are absolutely a joke. But um, it's an interesting place. It depends when you go during the weather. Because when it was like, you know, cart- carts were melting to the cart path. Uh, it's a, you know, it, it's an interesting place, man, that Indiana, you know. It's a serious hub, but I just hadn't been there, and I wasn't so sure about all these uh, all, all these drastic weather changes. 
So, like, what makes it so hard? I see it's built atop a abandoned strip mine. Yeah. So, what so makes a lot it of, hard? A lot of it's ghosts. Yeah. If there's if there's no wind, I would say that you wouldn't be sweating it, especially someone like Tron and DJ. I keep hearing you have speed now. So the problem off the tee there is just like the hay, but from the the you know the two sides, left and right, it's pretty wide. I mean, you can, you know, like I said, if there's no wind, it's it's not terribly demanding. But the problem is, is it that golf course maximizes penalty or bad swings like nobody's business. I'm, and then you get to the the front nine is kind of you know not terrible. It's not super hard. Again, you kind of play the course and you think it's going to be, you know, fairly tame. And then you get in the tournament and you hit one you know block or sniper into the junk and make triple. And all of a sudden you're realizing how hard it is. But the back nine, it's I don't I don't know if you guys you know you guys uh, architect buffs would love this, but they pretty much make it hard by just putting water everywhere. So <laughs> you hit a bad shot, you you just add a stroke. <laughs> so that's kind of why I don't like think it's the best layout in the world but the last three holes 16's a island par three that's can play up to like 195 yards uh 17 is a dead dog leg right with hazard on both right and left so it's more like how bold are you but also you can't really see the water so it's like a guess on your line and then 18 is like the reverse 18 at sawgrass but it's elevated <laughs> so it's oh. just like it's diabolical man which this is, can be a separate conversation but i think that's how 18 at sawgrass should be too i think they should move that t back behind the pond rather than right God, of the pond. That'd, be, that was sick. that'd be so awesome i think that hole's too easy people are hitting like three wood nine iron <laughs> no, into that, no, that hole now my, my county joe said literally the entire hole is based off if the wind is off the right you're good and if it's off the left you're dead he, yeah. he said that oh it's just it's just the hardest hole ever but it can feel easy like one out of ten days every time i see a picture of this course too it seems like every every hole has 25 tee boxes Dude, every hole, the par threes can play like anywhere, like left, right, farther back, shorter. It, it can do it all. And it, you play it's, it from it's 365 wild, the, degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wild golf course. Um, but yeah, the uh, 18, that was so funny. So we somehow came up with this this year. We realized that there's only one course on the PJ Tour where the final tee shot has water down the right. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but we went through pretty much all of them and uh, for the most part, all the trouble on the 18th hole when they have it is on the left, like the water hazard. Zurich, That's a wild point. I've never thought right. about that. I know. Yeah, it's. I what's don't know the how one we course? Yeah, what's the, what's the one that has it? Or, uh, TBC Louisiana or whatever. Oh, it's called, right. New Orleans. Right. It has it on the right, and it's really not super in play. So. Obviously, for a righty, I mean, like that's the worst spot when you have a right water instead of left. And it brings uh, it brings the mega queef into play. The mega, I mean, it's just you know a poof right off the tee. So this place has that, and I think that that makes a huge deal, like to all these righties. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. What's left? Oh, hey, <laughs> a bunker and hey, man. I mean, it, the ball just goes over there because you you just you get down to the you know impact zone. And all of a sudden you're like, you're, you're trying so hard to be this tough guy that hits a sweet little like one yard cut. And then you just do that thing, you know, where your right hand just takes over your entire body and just flings you over there. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're in the, in the hay over there and then you're still waters in play again. That's the famous hole that Cody Gribble had the lead on and landed it 12 feet from the hole and it bounced long into the water and he lost. I'm going it's back a, to a, the crazy place final leaderboard from last year they held the tournament the united leasing and finance championship in april end of april last year the shrimp won 
Of course. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Premier oh, Bolshoi. Yeah. One, of, one of your teammates, yeah. Max. How cool um, for you. That, that was a great moment. Shot 69, 73, squad. 70, 70. But Wyndham Clark finished second, shot 77 in his third round. Yeah. Paige Lee shot 78 in his third round <laughs> yeah. and, and finished third. So, I mean, Dude, you can do anything there. Big-ass numbers out there. <laughs> Dude, you can make, I mean, you, you, like, I'm sure I've made a huge number, but I mean, you've seen, like, nines, and you see, you know, the, oh, that'll be fine, and then you get up there, it's in the hay, can't find it, go back, and then you have to, like, re-hit this tee shot. 14 is, like, a top, and this is a great hole, 14 is, like, a top five par four I've ever played, and it's it, it, it's enclosed in the trees, so you can't feel the wind, the greens raise, and it's, like, a, you know, 490, 500-yard par, par four that, like, has this slight little dog leg, and... Like, like I said, when you play the practice on the hole, it doesn't seem like anything. And you get up there in the tournament, and all of a sudden, you know, a little miss, which on a hole you have to hit driver for the most part. Some people can hit three wood, but, it, you know, it goes in the in the trees and in the hay. And all of a sudden you are making triple, and it, it happens so fast. And then, yeah, then you look at the final final leaderboards and you realize that you could kind of have a a bad day. But, I mean, it is, like I said, it is hard because they tried to make it hard. <laughs> But that makes for awesome viewing, I guess, on uh, especially for for you know what this week means. Sean McKeel shot eighty three, eighty five last year <laughs> with an eagle on the card. <laughs> Dude, we just, it's rough. We just saw uh, Justin Huber at the at the coffee shop before this. Shout out to the Young Hitters Program, and yes. we we're asking him. He's an Indiana native. We we're asking if he was like bummed to to be missing this week because he's coming back from. From injury and yeah, as he started rattling off some of the holes, it it sounded like he was good with uh, you know <laughs> yeah, dude, taking a medical. You, I'm telling you, like, I, there you couldn't you couldn't describe how different my two attitudes were about this final thing because when they first announced it, I was like, I was like, oh, like I seriously wanted to throw up. I'm like, great, like this is possibly, <laughs> hopefully not, but like possibly what is going to be of your career and like maybe the third thing I thought of after winning was like Masters. Uh, obviously the FedEx cut points and then uh, I don't have to play Victoria <laughs> national for my entirely livelihood. I think that that, that was pretty much the order. Uh, okay. So y- you mentioned a couple times, like, you know, maybe architecturally, this isn't the most, the best course and blah, 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 blah. But I'm curious from a, you know, from a PJ tour winners uh, standpoint, how do you how do you feel about this type of test in pro golf? Because it seems like it seems like, you know, with everybody talking about the ball and how far it goes and how obsolete courses have become. I mean, like it doesn't really seem like there's a ton of ways left to really like challenge the best players in the world on the way that they should be. And so do you think something like this is good, bad, uh, indifferent? What you know, what do you think about a week like this? Yeah, so like, the, like whenever I listen to you know your guys' podcasts and 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 the the uh, shotgun podcast or whatever the one Andy does, uh, like I I always think because I, I hear you guys you know I know you guys know a lot more about the architecture and how to do things better than I do, but sometimes I'll just be sitting there frustrated and, and you guys will be talking about how the golf course you know Medina I thought was going to be hard and it played easy, but you, you know I'm sitting there and I'll just be listening. I think you know what, just put water everywhere, just make it impossible. And then that's like Victoria National. So I don't know if I I love it for 
you know, the same ways I guess you guys would, would like something, but I love it because I just think that it's like, you know what, screw it. We're just going to make this freaking hard. And it's like, it can be a little absurd because you play a par three and you're like, well, 195 yards isn't long enough for a par three anymore. It plays too easy. And they're like, okay, cool. We're just going to make the green and island green and put water everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, we could do that. And they're like, yeah, screw it. We could do that. Uh, you know, we don't have to hit the shots. And then all of a sudden, like you get out there and, you know, they decide, oh, we're going to put a golf tournament out here for these people who, you know, can be making 10 times what they what they are currently uh if they you know can make par on this hole and then they just like all cackle laugh because they're like yeah i hope it gets windy and you got six iron into the wind and so i don't know it's it's i think it's a it's a way to protect like you said protect par or whatever people want uh to happen nowadays but uh i i it's it's not like you leave there if you don't play great and you're like this is ridiculous i made one bad swing made a triple and like i'm out of the round but at the same time it's like don't make that one bad swing when you we have equipment that's obviously making it quite a bit easier to keep the ball online i mean i guess this is what you do and it's it's i mean it's hilarious it's also i mean it's beautiful i mean i like the water stuff but it is uh if you play that 16th hole it's the most over the top bar three i mean the green gets fatter in the back end of it so if you want to bail out you actually have to go over the pin Wow, I've never played a hole where I take more club to play it safer. Yeah, the the quote that keeps coming back to me, just reading like Will Knight's uh, piece for the fried egg and like a couple other things, was the Fazio quote saying something along the lines of like, "Yeah, like we've built it so that they could right now, like they could host the U.S. Open, it would be perfect. (laughs) But if the wind blows at all, it's gonna be way too hard for the U.S. Open." (laughs) If I honestly wish you could get a week where the wind blows, like not even crazy, like 15 for four straight days and put the U.S. Open out there and don't make the greens fast. Don't make them firm. I guarantee you people would someone would shoot in the 90s. It's too hard. (laughs) It's just it's 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 if you don't have your driver just like kind of like dialed, it's it's the most frightening place in the world. I think there's a there's something to be said for there's a there's good courses and there's good tournament courses. Yeah, I think this this is one of them. And like I like it when, you know, Boise was probably the exact opposite test last Correct. week for these guys. So it's, you know, it's like, Hey, let's, let's test different, different muscles here. I will say um, what's cool about this finals now. Uh, although I did like it before, but this finals, when you take out Jacksonville and put in this one is it mm-hmm. does have that feel of like three different tests. Like Boise does not matter how, I mean, you can't like overpower the golf course cause it's already kind of shorter. So everyone is kind of in the same boat. It's more a little more precision. The goofiness of Scarlet Course is, you know, mostly you got to drive it pretty well, but it's it's more of like a full test. And then you play Victoria, which is like kind of like, you know, in a video game, it's like the boss level where it's like a little bit harder and it tests <laughs> a little bit more. And it also tests like, can you stay sane for four days and not freak out that you like, you know, hit one ball in the water and shot 74. And like, I don't know, it's like the ultimate, ultimate, pressure cooker i just love the 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 idea of fazio just sitting there in his glasses probably sipping on his glass of chablis and he's like man we're gonna all right cool how can we make this as hard as possible like i'm telling you he was pissed somebody called him and was like fazio these courses these days he goes screw it water everywhere (laughs) put it in and they're like what he's like yeah just do it and then they did it what uh what's the closest comp on the pj tour to something like this i mean i, I, just I think would like pj I've national been, or something 
Yeah, PJ National is like the best call. I was gonna say they're even like the uh, the TPC Sawgrass just from yeah. TV, but like for me, it's it's the Honda because the Honda or the uh, uh, PJ National because every hole there, especially on the back nine as you get farther, but you know some on the front, it's just like, dude, this is ridiculous. You're hitting the five iron, and if you miss it, and not there, it's firm, but you miss it, you know, a couple yards off your line and it's like a retee and you're like jesus this is it freaking impossible like, it sounds like pga national or sawgrass with elevation change yeah is that's exactly terrifying. what it is and with like uh, the the weather can be obviously the wind and stuff is 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 comparable but the weather just can be so different obviously in indiana where like i said it can be ridiculously hot and like ridiculously cold uh, and it just makes the golf course play totally different but it's just more like the fun like i i i I like TPC Sawgrass watching on TV because and and the Honda because so much can happen with how much trouble there is and yeah sure it's like kind of absurd but it's it's cool to watch it like you said it's a tournament course I don't know if they're the best golf course I've ever played there's a little bit too much kind of demand on hitting the ball on you know certain par threes or whatever like on grass when there's just so little room but for the tournament it's like like content is king and it's super entertaining for me because you're gonna watch a kid dude there could literally be a kid or dude on this week with a five shot lead with three to play like or five shot lead on his card with three to play and not do it like that's it's super possible i love seeing brown on the scorecard like yeah, oh, yeah. On the, uh, like the ugliest color, <laughs> yeah. like orange and brown. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna see some autumnal scorecards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind How of can we make when this I saw more the painful. weather though? It's like I think Friday is supposed to be. Um, so it's a Monday finish. So Friday is supposed to be like the highest winds of the week, and it's only like nine or ten miles an hour. Nice. It's supposed to be sunny and like mid to high. Yeah. 80s. See, I mean, that's all right. Like I said, dude. But that's the thing. You, you, there's there's it, there's no bearing on the weather. Like it, it would have been pure carnage if it was weather-based if it's not you're gonna see low scores don't get me wrong but i'm just saying come sunday come friday trying to make that cut that's to me the interesting parts you're still gonna see scores under par and it's not gonna look like the hardest golf course you ever played but you know that's why i text you guys you just gotta trust that you know you're staying on even you know 14 t and you have let's just say you got to play them even coming in. I cannot tell you how, how nervous you would be considering where this is in the schedule. Like that's the cool part. Like I said, it doesn't matter how easy it's playing weather wise. You still got to get up there on 16 and hit a nine or eight iron to a very, you know, skinny Island green and you miss that. And that's double. And then you do the same thing on 17, 18. It's just like, it is, it is mental warfare. Uh, going back to your point from earlier, it's, it's a stark contrast to, last year at Atlantic Beach Country Club, which right. you can basically blow it a hundred yards right on the first and second shots into yeah. eighteen and then get up and down right. and, or or get a drop off the grandstand. Well, yeah, because they had that scummy fine. ass grandstand yeah. right after the game. That is that a scummy nothing. grandstand. That was the first <laughs> yeah. thing I think Zach Blair told me. He's like, you can just bounce it off this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you got anybody that's kinda on the bubble that you're really uh living and dying with this week? Uh, no, I have a bunch of friends, you know, like, uh, uh, my buddy Hagee got his card, which was sweet. Um, I was really rooting for Victor Hovland to get his cause he seems very deserving. I don't have, you know, necessarily all on the bubble. I've got, you know, a few friends, Kevin Doherty, hopefully plays well. And then, uh, TJ Vogel, I've been really pulling for Hank and Curtis, especially just cause I, I love them. But I mean, just everybody, uh, you know, I, I, I've got the feels out for everybody. <laughs> it sucks. Um, the bubble's a terrible place to live, uh, especially, you know, with only one event left. And, uh, especially Doherty, I don't know, I, he's got I, some I'm, I'm scar tissue in the bubble. 
Um, going, yeah. So just whipping down the list here real quick. So starting in the 15th spot right now is Curtis Locke. Uh, I feel like he's, he's really close to make the cut and, and we're going back to the PJ tour. I, I got to yeah. you know, yeah, it seems like 15, 16, 17 are kind of, or like 15 and 16 luck and Oppenheim. And then after that, Dr. Robert bit, Oppenheimer, there's a little bit of a fall. Off Man, what a freaking grinder that points. guy is. He's like number 25 or 26 every That's single weird, year. Cause he's so good. It's, I don't know how you don't like break at some point and just like, you know, have an unreal tournament, but he just is the he's most like the nicest golfer. guy too. The nicest. Yeah, he's so freaking nice. He was on the bubble for the regular season too. He's on the bubble. He's on every bubble. He's the bubble. <laughs> well, is it Bramlett back on the bubble? Bramlett's yeah. on seventeen. Jamie Arnold. Um, he ben lives Martin, on the bubble. Ben Martin. Then the shrimp at twenty. Uh, Kevin Doherty at twenty-one. Never forget. Uh, was that at Portland last year? Yeah, yeah that was he the worst thing I ever Twenty-six. Watched. That was that was pretty yeah, gut wrenching. Chip that went in the hole and then decided not to. <laughs> Joey Garber, uh, Fred X Cup member of of Neil's at, until he dropped him, I believe. Uh, at twenty-two, <laughs> Hank Lebiota, T twenty-three, Charlie Saxon of the Young Hitters Program, T twenty-three, Dowie Vanderwalt, T twenty-three. Oh, Dowie's back. <laughs> and then you've got you've got some names just outside. Uh, Harris English. Yeah, see, that's kind of wild to see. As, as like, yeah, remember five six years ago, he's like that. Just proves the best young player in the world. Is. Yeah, I think he, I proclaimed him a sleeping giant. Yeah, he's yeah. he's the big giraffe. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> TJ Vogel at twenty six. Who you mentioned, the guy who's Monday yeah. qualified like nineteen times. <laughs> All of the uh, times. <laughs> Johnson Wagner, uh, kind of hanging on to God, maybe the twilight nice of the guys. twilight of the career of, of, among the nicest guys you meet. Doug Gim and Doug Gim's dad, the alpha, uh, <laughs> who I know Tron's a big fan of. The master and commander, Billy Hurley, uh, in yes, the 30th yeah. spot. Everybody's Jonathan Bird. Right Jonathan Bird, multi, you know, multi-time winner. Scott Langley, shout out to my Fred X Cup team. And then Josh Creel, Cameron Davis, Justin Lauer, young hitters program, T34. We were saying if we get a... Uh, if Charlie or Justin makes it, I mean, they'd be the first... The first graduates of the Young Hitters program. They'd be yeah, like I mean, Evan Scholars. That's, that's a very, uh, like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's a big deal because, you know, I'm assuming with, like, LeBron's I Promise School, like, the first kid that, you know, gets their scholarship and, you know, either, you know, gets CEO of a company or does some big job, I think, you know, that's going to get a lot of coverage on, on the news. And for I just sure. feel like this probably won't, and it's criminal that it's not going it, to. It'd be so good for our fundraising efforts, too, where we can go to people and say, like, life. Exa- here's, here's the pictures. Yeah. Of our graduates of the Young Hitters program, and well, here's what they're like, doing now. It's like Langley uh, being the first first T graduate, exactly to make it's the PGA tour. Would be very similar to that. Very very similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was uh, you know some guys like you said, Hovland, Brendan Todd. He's yeah. fourth. That was, him, that was so that's pretty cool. cool. He's back from you know I know you, you've been in the wilderness a little bit, Maxwell. Yeah. Brendan Todd was in the wilderness. He's like if I if he's like that Bane and Batman scene where he's like you adopted the wilderness and I, I I was born in it like that was more him on that that was that was a tough scene for him but that was pretty cool man that that's that was some good golfing that it's not like that golf course is is easy by any means so that was awesome Bo Hostler got Bo his Hossler, card right yeah. yeah that was huge man there's just like there's these handful of guys and I don't mean it with any disrespect to the other guys because I understand how good everybody is but there's like a handful of guys where you're just you you just look at them and you just think like, how are you here? Like, how did you not keep your card? You watch Bo Hosser play and Harris English play. And you're just like, how do you ever, you know, struggle? And then obviously that's why golf is the beauty of it. But you watch like, there's these guys like, you know, that's kind of why I'm rooting for certain people, I guess, um, 
out there because there's just certain guys where like, dude, like you should be on the PJ tour. Like you're, you're too good to, you know, not be. And it, it's, you know, when you watch these finals, it's just wild. Some of the names that pop up. There's so many. You keep going down the list. It's like Peter Uline, who yeah, that's stupid too. You, you know, it's just like here. crazy. Ollie Schneider, Jans, uh, Jonathan Randolph, kind of a world beater yeah. in, in college. You know, and just I don't know. It's just it's the best, man. It's the best. This it's the is best the mix best of guys. It's the best mix of like storylines and drama. And I know we hype it a lot, but I think it's very worthwhile. I mean, Ollie but Schneider like, so- is 58th in the, <laughs> right. in the final yeah. standings. Uh, also, I, I, I want to give a shout I, out this- to Strubber. He's on my FedEx. Of course. He's, yeah. he's got he's his loves, he loves that Scarlet course. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the beauty of this this whole week, man, is like we talk about it all the or you guys talk about it all the time and, and where I think we found middle ground on the broadcasting stuff is that like it's an entertainment product and I can't imagine anything more entertaining than this tournament. Like whether it's at this course or, or elsewhere, you know, like it's it's I think it's better that it's at this kind of golf course, but it, this is pure entertainment. You're going to have chaos. You're going to have the stuff that's going to make you want to cry because it, you know, you just feel so bad for somebody. Then you're going to have the stuff that's awesome and watch a guy, you know, suck it up on 18 and make a birdie or something. And it, you're going to have all ranges of emotion. And I think that's what's so cool about it. Um, and I, you know, I, I wish it got maybe a little bit more hype or publicity because this truly is like, I know you guys don't love the, the, FedEx uh, or the tour championship or whatever. And I understand kind of more, it's more like, you know, DJ and I, we've talked about it, but uh, about how, you know, you want to see lives change more than you just want to see someone win a, a tournament for their legacy or for money or whatever. Like this is for all of that. Like this is for legacy. This is for money. This is for um, livelihood. Like it's got kind of all, all the ranges you'd, you'd want. And uh, I don't know, man, it's like, this is like the one event of the year that you actually kind of get jacked up to, to see what happens. So on that note, we've got, uh, you can watch it 1 PM to 4 PM Eastern Friday, Saturday, Sunday on golf channel. And then it is like the only show in town exactly on Monday, uh, airs live three 30 to six 30 PM Eastern. So that's like appointment viewing. I, I yeah, get frustrated on Memorial day and labor day. Cause I don't feel like there's anything on, right. You know, so <laughs> now we got, that, now we got the, the mega, the mega yeah. viewing opportunity. Also, Not, going back to last year, Mav shot 64 in the first round. That's right. Uh, there, there, there were only like seven guys to shoot in the 60s in that first round. There were a few guys that that uh, that made the cut. I played with them. That shot. Really? Yeah, it was. Clean card, eight under. That's pretty. Unbelievable. I mean, he put the lights out of it. Then, like, the next day, it was, he, he was, the next day he put it together. But that first round, I was like, holy cow, this kid. <laughs> And I think he, yeah, he, he probably, he was in the mix for, I think the whole week. But, I think just yeah. go, going like some of the names we've rattled off and like some of the guys like Mav is another good example. Zach Blair is another good example. There's a lot of guys like the PJ tour next year. I'm, I'm, I know I've been kind of down on pro golf lately. I'm absolutely thrilled about like this fall season and some of the early West coast stuff. Cause like there's a lot of really cool names going to the PJ tour next year. And it's I, a wide variety of courses like, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the cool part too for for I know your guys kind of main concern. This is a kind of more of a melting pot of like ta- uh, not talent of uh, skill sets on the yeah. on the corn ferry going up. It's not so much like the oh he hits a far he hits a far he hits a far thing. Like you do have a lot more like Mav and and Zach are a lot more of 
you know, what you guys call it, golfers instead of hitters or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they're more golfers, you know, like they have, they're, they're very refined. They're, they're good at all aspects. Then you have the, some of the guys who just kind of send it and, you know, that's obviously fine too. But I just think this is more of a, a mixture as opposed to prior years. Which I think is the whole point. Like that's what that's what you want. It's not like you yeah, you only sure. want like short tacticians. Like hitting it far course, is a skill yeah. too. You know, like as long yeah. as it's a mix, I think that's that's the biggest concern. And that's why no, I, think I think your this point is a good unit. That's why I think your point on the the three different courses being so different is like one that I hadn't really thought of that much. But that's a very 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 well, important one. And I think it's an important one like, like to bring yeah. to the PGA Tour as well. You know, like making yeah, sure I that think everything. There's a big I mean, variety. When you look at the Corn Ferry. It's it's you know, it, it almost all the golf courses are tend to be just a you know hit it and and shoot as you know the craziest lowest score you can whereas the pj tour i know what you guys are saying the tour though does have so many more like slightly like varied golf courses i know that length is just going to dominate but um you know we you know we probably need more hilton heads but even if you look at like a um what's it called the pj national the honda and stuff like that like that requires a whole kind of different you can't just bomb it and so they do a better job so i think that's why you do tend to see you know people like a maverick or zach like they'll stay out there for a while because they are just like golfers and and i think there is a little bit more variance with the courses on tour i actually think it's harder for someone like zach to get through the corn Ferry tour than it is for him to play great on the pj tour because i think a lot of the corn Ferry tour courses just really value length i mean it's yeah. it's because they don't have the the means to you know make the rough as high as they want and the course as firm as they want like you know it's kind of more at the mercy of the golf course which is understandable the budgets are different but for zach to get off and then come to the pj i think the pj tour is actually for someone like him is easier because he he's so accurate and such a good putter and chipper and he just like doesn't have a weakness and the tour does do a pretty good job of of at least valuing that a bit uh, just one last thing. I'm just going through this leaderboard from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Thompson sh- made the cut and then shot 82, 84. <laughs> Robbie Shelton, who like absolutely dominated on Corn Ferry this year, 78, 82 on the weekend. Curtis went 79, 79. Yeah, 85, 73. I mean, there's, it's like, there are, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, this is like, it's like a bloodbath. <laughs> and then, and then add in like, like that's that's in late April when there's not a whole lot of pressure going on. Like right. yeah, add in all the like pressure. The this is gonna be this is gonna be spectacular. Exactly, so. dude. It's this honestly is like the it's a perfect combination. I mean it's super mean, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an entertainment product. That's right? exactly right. <laughs> and you know what? I think that it's it's good to know like the for you know, like we saw in Portland, for every Vince India, you know, hopefully there's a, a Scott Harrington as well. And there will be, yeah. I mean there's always the two sides. I mean one side sucks and the other one's like the most beautiful story. So yeah. that's the beauty of the, the the corn fairy tour, I guess. All right. Well Max, I appreciate you joining us. Uh Get back to your bachelor party, dude. Yeah, play well today. Great, thanks, man. Yeah, big day. I'll try to teach them how to go on tilt. Yeah, you have to. Tell them to text Neil if they have any questions on what to do. Speaking of just like the pressure, uh, the pressure boiling you over. Dude, playing with Neil last week, he's he's he, he's gained like another forty yards. It's, it's disgusting. Are he legitimately. I, I know we're at elevation. I hit one three oh five, which like at elevation, you know, whatever, it, it's fine. Well, and you but have it, speed like, now. Which I no, I wasn't even. I had kind of dialed back <laughs> the speed in favor of some control. But Neil, legitimately, I'm not exaggerating. 
hit it 100 yards past me. Like he hit a 400-yard drive on a dead flat hole. Dude, that is so sick. He is a a freak athlete, man. He is. He He, pulled gap wedge on a 170-yard par three. (laughs) Well, you know, Joe, my caddy caddy keeps bringing up how bad, like, he's like, he's like, if he, if he doesn't drive it straight, why does he swing so hard? And like, that's (laughs) what my joke is. It's like, bro, unstrapped. I think it was last season. Unstrapped, dude, you have three golf balls and he gets out of the car, no balls. He's like, God, I feel terrible. And he swings like 150%. I'm like, dude, keep the ball in play, man. Well, watching the strapped, uh, the one that dropped yesterday from Reno, episode two from Reno, just like, you know, like that was the worst course for them to go oh, play. Oh, for sure. That's why we were so <laughs> nervous worst. getting in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worst. A couple times he'll hit those like, uh, he'll hit those like F, they look like an F15 going across yeah. the fairway because they start like 30 yards left and they stay low <laughs> they and they really bank low. really they hard bank, across. Yeah. They touch the entire fairway over to like 60 yards right of the fairway and it still somehow goes like 320. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a game with which I'm not familiar. Roll back the ball. No. Yeah, roll back the ball, please. Neil is getting too good. <laughs> so. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. No, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you for uh, putting up with my downtime, my downtime blues. Please, uh, well, yeah, Texas. Uh, if you're if you're watching later, I'm I'm excited to uh, oh, excited I'll be, I'll be, to join I'll be the conversation my party. So I might be uh, I might be on my own sort of tilt. So <laughs> I'll, be, uh, <laughs> I'll text you guys my thoughts. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy. Good. See you, dude. All right. See you, boys. Thank you. Later. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth.